Hey, hey, creepy cats. We have a fun theme planned for this week, and that is cursed movies. Today, Jackie will be telling Melissa about the curse of the omen. Be prepared. This episode will mention animal attacks, human decapitation, and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, creepy cats? We are back with another episode, and today we are going to be talking about spooky movie, cursed movies. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. (laughs) There was actually a show that they just had last year. I think it was called Cursed Films, and both of ours were on there. I think I actually did see that, and that was um, a good thing, but of course I was blanking on what it was like what to call it, you know? I liked Ghost on Film. I like that the most, but to <laughs> me too. It's not really Ghosts on Film. Ghosts we... on Film. Two minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great impression. If Thank you me. don't know that song, look it up. Yeah. Not Ghosts on It's obviously Girls on Film. <laughs> we'll save that though when we I want I still want to do Ghosts on Film and do the true stories behind famous uh, scary movies, but yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Another week. Yeah, that'll be another week. But today, I'm going to be telling Melissa about the curse behind the omen, which is obviously, like, one of the most iconic movies, one of the most iconic horror movies ever. I have never even heard of that being cursed, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. Not Uh, that I can think of. It's like... Just a lot of little things going wrong, but... Well, let's hop right into it. Yeah, we can jump right into it. These ones will probably be just short and sweet episodes right to the point, because it's like, obviously, there's not a whole lot to tell. Like, you guys, you know what the movies are. You know. But I'll give a little bit of background. So, The Omen was originally written... In 1976, no, 75, um, it was written by David Seltzer, and it was also made into a book by him, written into a book, and that book was made into a series, but David Seltzer chose not to work on uh, the series after writing the first book, so he just, like, slid in for the first one and slid out. (laughs) And there are three films made... And then they tried to make a fourth Omen film into a TV series. Why did they always do that? I was going to say, which you should have known, it was going to be bad off the bat. And <laughs> it was. It did pretty poorly <laughs> with ratings. So after that, they stopped making it and they gave up on like the whole Omen thing. But Ouch. It had its moment. So No um, one's looking at Damien. Get it? <laughs> Look at me, Damien. Oh, oh my god. I forgot about... That part is definitely, to me, the scariest yeah, that part, part of creeps the movie. Me, that part really creeps me out. So, I'm just gonna read, like, the plot for... Off of 
the internet of what the omen is just to you know if you don't know or if you need to know refreshing your memory refresh so the omen is a 1976 american british supernatural horror film directed by richard donner written by david seltzer and starring gregory peck lee remick david warner harvey spencer stevens billy whitelaw patrick troughton martin benson and leo mckern it plots involves Damien Thorne, a young child replaced at birth by an American ambassador unbeknownst to his wife after their biological child dies shortly after birth. As a series of mysterious events and violent deaths occur around the family and Damien enters childhood, they come to learn he is, in fact, the prophesized Antichrist. (laughs) So that is the plot of The Omen. Just your average sitcom. <laughs> so, this movie really came about um, because, like, before, right before The Omen was released, it was, like, Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist, so mm-hmm. demonic stuff was all the rage. <laughs> it was just in. Demonic is so in this year. Yeah, it was, it was really in in the 70s. Um, according to the producer, Harvey Bernhard... The idea of, like, the Antichrist came from Bob Munger. He was a friend of Bernhardt's. He's, like, they say he's a spiritual advisor, so I think he's done, like, some religious work. I'm not 100% sure all that he does, but the idea of, like, a child Antichrist came from him. (laughs) And when he had the idea, he told... He had the idea in 1973... And then the producer immediately contacted screenwriter David Seltzer and hired him to write the screenplay. And it just took off from there. And Seltzer wrote the script. So it wasn't like, you know where some of these stories, yeah, do come like from true events? This one didn't really. It was just kind of like an idea that was hip and poppin' for the times. Mm-hmm. That's like someone asked me, what's the two scariest things you could think of? Mm, yeah. Satan, two children. Yeah, literally. So a satanic child is about one of the <laughs> creepiest things I can think of. So photography and shooting and stuff for The Omen began in October of 1975. Um, there were scenes located in London, in Golford Cathedral, um, it also had a couple of shots in Jerusalem and Rome, but it was mostly in London. I want to talk about the score, the music of the movie really quick, because it actually is, um, one of, like, it won an award, so it was, like, really, really good. But the theme song is called Ave Satani. It was composed by Jerry Goldsmith, and he received his only Oscar of his career for this. Um, Does that mean Satan? Yeah, girl. So it means it. So the chorus is like this whole Latin phrase, which um, it's like really foreboding when you hear it. Just like Latin chanting, of course, so creepy. But when you translate it, it actually means we drink the blood, we eat the flesh, raise the body of Satan. And it also is like intermixed with the cries of... Hail Satan, hail the Antichrist. 
what in the in fiery hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So. This has gone too far already. Yeah, so that's like kind of the main like theme song. <laughs> and according to Goldsmith's wife, Carol, they say that um, he like initially struggled making the music, but announced to her one day, I hear voices referring to the chorus and hearing like the music I guess but it sounds so creepy like when you read it like it just that's creepy to me that went from being funny to like that actually just made the hair on my neck stand up saying I hear voices yeah like I don't I don't know I don't think he was meaning to sound that creepy but it just sounds super creepy and writing a song that's literally talking about eating the flesh and blood yeah hail Satan so it was released on June 6th 1976, which is 6676. <gasps> They're just asking for this to be cursed. Okay, so I'm going to say this now. That was one of the things that um, Munger, Munger, I already forget Bob his name. Bob Munchausen by proxy. No. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no. I think that was his last name. <laughs> no, that was not it. His name. Now I'm forgetting it because it's not David Seltzer because that's I the guy. I thought it was read. like Bob Munger. Oh, Bob. Yeah, it's, it was Bob. <laughs> okay, so Bob Munger. Yeah, he's the spiritual. Bob Munchausen by proxy. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's the spiritual advisor and the one who came up with the story. And he actually said, like, right after he wrote it and told all the people about it, he was like, "Um, I don't really think we should do that anymore. Like, I kind of think that that's a bad idea. Bad idea." And he basically said, like. A movie that's about Satan's child is going to be bad. Cue so he, Ariana Grande, bad idea. Literally. <laughs> so he warned people about that because he was like, uh, I don't know about this anymore. So um, that was that. And it did earn a lot of um, awards when it came out. But we'll just talk about all the creepy stuff. So before filming, Munger did warn everybody involved that he didn't think it was a very good idea, but they oh, were like, um, okay. I'm sorry, I thought you said he said that after they were done. No, but literally, before. yeah, before they were filming, he warned everybody that he kind of thought it was a bad idea, and they were like, well, um, we already started. He's like, I'm advising you, I'm the spiritual advisor, and this is Yeah, and they were right. like, well, we already did it. <laughs> So, the, it already had a lot of issues from the start. Um, it had a lot of name changes, rewrites, and some studio changes. It started as the Antichrist, and then was going to be called the Birthmark, and then was called the Omen. Yikes. Um, and I'm pretty sure it got switched between, like, companies and stuff, too. But when 20th Century Fox got a hold of it, they... Um, changed it and what it was going to be like when they were going to produce it first make it super even more demonic but when 20 20th century fox got a hold of it they said that you needed to they needed to like tone down the stuff they needed to make it more subtle no yeah <laughs> they basically said that they wanted it to be up to the audience to decide if it was like the devil or if it was just like all these coincidences that were happening so they said that this movie was originally supposed to be even more demonic than it turned out to me i wish it was and no i don't and in june of 1975 so one exactly one year before the movie would come out Gregory Peck, he is the main actor, he is the father in the film, so he's basically the main 
character of the omen other than Damien, I would mm-hmm. say. His son, Jonathan, was actually found to have shot himself in the head oh. and had died by... It was ruled a suicide, even though there was no note left. Gregory Peck was obviously devastated by the loss, but his agent brought um, him, like, brought his attention to the rule and said that he could put his grief into a project, even though the movie is literally about a guy who has to kill his son because he's the Antichrist. So his his manager's out of line for that. Yeah, I know, right? Well, Peck agreed to it, and he signed on, and it was obviously really hard for him. And I, I think, like, a lot of people said he was obviously really upset, but he just, like, powered through and did his thing and did well, the movie. To each their own therapy. Yeah, and The Omen was actually one of his most financially successful films, so I'm I'm sure he was, like, happy at the end of the day that he did it, but it's still kind of odd that exactly one year before the movie came out, even before he got casted, like, that happened. Yeah. So, on to the curse. So, a lot of stuff about the curse are stories from the producer, Harvey Bernhard, the director, Richard Donner, and the writer, David Seltzer, and the spiritual advisor, uh... Munger, Munger. So they said, like, from the day filming started, there was just a weird vibe to, like, the set and the atmosphere. They just said a lot of stuff just kind of felt strange mm-hmm. or, like, eerie, but there was really no reason why. And they had um, a good amount of, like, airplane troubles during filming. The first was, like, two separate flights were struck by lightning on the way to production. The first flight was actually had Gregory Peck, the father, on it. Ooh. And three days later, on the same, like, sort of daily flight, writer Seltzer was on the plane and um, experienced lightning mid-flight. Lightning strike mid-flight. Those two things are so rare. So there was another airplane incident, which is actually even worse. So, they were filming on a low budget, and they needed shots involving a private plane. So, they had they had planned something where they were going to save some money, and I think, like... Oh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I think, I think a demon just <laughs> entered your body through this Jesus. podcast that was episode. so scary. I know. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> it's me. I'm not a demon. Jackie is now possessed by no. one of the <laughs> Our guest this week... <laughs> something about they were trying to save money on the private plane and they were gonna film when another party like chartered the plane they were like able to get just rent the plane for like next to nothing so they got it on a low budget and they were like woohoo so the charter took off um as normal that day but they said that things went awry really quickly and richard donner the director like, basically told the story in multiple interviews and said that the plane, it took off, it hit a flock of birds, the engines quit, and they lost airspeed, lost control, and crashed onto (gasps) the end of the runway and went down onto the street and hit a car that killed everybody in the car. (gasps) Were they filming when this happened? No. Allegedly, 
Okay, so it's like a lot of people say that that plane incident thing did kill people, but the director said that the car in the car was the wife and children of the pilot. I don't know if that is true, but that is insane if it is. That just gave me the chills. Ew. That's so creepy. Yeah. Another executive producer named Mace Newfield claims that wherever he was at one point, um, he almost died twice because the IRA was doing bomb strikes and bomb attacks on the area. And um, one of them bombed a dinner that he was at and he like barely missed him. It happened like an hour, I think, either before or after he left there. So they said that they were, um, a subway station was also blown up right in front of them as they were walking towards it. How was no one saying, after the airplane just killed an entire car of people, that would have been a wrap for me? Same. I would have been like, I am done with this. So there was also incidents, two incidents with animals, which to me, animals are a sign of like, they can tell when stuff is up and we can't. So that is even creepier to me. Always. Always. So there is like wild animal scenes. Um, I don't remember. It says that they were shooting in a lion compound. I don't remember there being something with lions in the film, but I remember there is something with, like, baboons. But, so they said that the the crew exited the lion compound, and one of the crew, or um, one of the guards in the lion thing failed to close the door to his booth and was attacked by two of the lions, and the guard did not survive. And the lion compound footage, yeah, it never made it into the omen, so it never actually did make it into the omen because of that. You... Literally, someone got murdered, and you didn't even one put the put a lion scene in the film. And again, this is now an entire car full of people and a security guard who have lost their lives because of this movie. Yeah, and it's creepy because um, a couple people actually say that the lions went directly for the man and killed him like instantly. Like they said that there was no it, you know, the they lions. Didn't tr- no, it, they said it, it like it went for his head was what people said about it. That is crazy because most of the time they say he accidentally triggered them or this yeah. or that. Yeah, so he just left the door, left it open on accident, and they just killed him like that. This is way scarier than I thought this would be. Oh, girl. We're, there's still more. Ghoul. So, <laughs> ghoul. <laughs> ghoul. <laughs> All right. So, before... See a bad ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god sorry get on with your another bad ghoul stuff. another wheeze <laughs> anyway so before they were done with filming at some other point they were doing some sort of um uh scene with rottweilers and after the lion i'm sorry i hate to interrupt yeah. you after the lion thing why are they getting another bit another animal to do this i don't know so um, Gregory Peck's character, his stuntman, was actually attacked by trained Rottweilers in the... Because there's, like, a cemetery scene with with dogs. Um, they said that the dog just went into a frenzy and that the dogs ignored all commands from the trainers for reasons unknown. Like, they had never done that before. And they caused serious injuries to him, but he was fine. He just was, like, really, really injured. And then I also read... I don't think I put this... In my notes, but I know I read it for sure. There's some sort of baboon scene 
I do not. I do not remember the Omen. I should have watched it before. But there's some sort of baboon scene where it's kind of like Cujo, but baboons are like attacking the car, and they said that for production of it, they put like one baboon inside of the car and like let the baboons on the outside like I guess see it and go breezy. And they said that the mom, like, the woman um, who plays the mom in the movie is, like, you know, supposed to be acting frantic and, like, whatever. But they said that her reactions in the final cut of the movie are genuine. And she was, like, really, really scared because I think she thought that the monkeys were, like, too out of control. Like, she was scared that something was going to happen. So... One one of the last final things that happened during filming is probably the worst thing to happen. A fellow production crew member named Richard Johnson was he was a special effects artist for the film and he had like an emphasis on the special effects for the death scene. He was responsible for one of the most like iconic scenes of the movie, which is um it's like the beheading of photographer Keith Jennings. And in the movie, a sheet of glass beheads um, the photographer when he's, like, trying to get daggers that are going to kill the Antichrist. You know, they always make stuff like that. The drama of it all. Yeah, so it's like he worked on um, that scene where that guy gets beheaded by the sheet of glass and all that mess. So Richard Johnson was actually driving through Belgium one day when there was a tragic car accident that resulted in the beheading of his girlfriend. And they actually said it was like a similar parallel to the movie. And Harvey Bernhardt, um, the producer, actually said that... Uh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. That John Richardson said that when he woke up from the crash, he looked up and saw a sign stating that the next town was 66.6 kilometers away. That was, like, the first thing he saw after waking up from the crash that beheaded his girlfriend. I'm... I... How did I not know of all this? This is all so scary to happen during one movie filming. Yeah. Okay. And there's a couple more things, and then, yeah, I'll wrap it up. So, after filming, there were a couple of other... There was, like, just basically one creepy thing that happened after filming. So, stuntman... Alf Joint, it's such a cool name, (laughs) he had done some scenes for The Omen, and he went to work on a movie called A Bridge Too Far, I don't know what that is, but for one of the scenes he had to shoot for that movie, he was supposed to jump off of a tall building and land on an airbag, which he had done like many, many times before, but this time he jumped in some sort of awkward way that he landed on the ground instead (gasps) of the safe, cushy padding part. He was seriously injured, and he was rushed to the hospital, and, like, they said survived, but was very, very lucky. When he regained consciousness, he said he felt like he'd been pushed. <gasps> and this wasn't on the set of The Omen, no. but this was a stuntman who worked on The Omen working on another movie. Yeah, he worked on The Omen and then went after filming The Omen to go, like, film another scene for a movie, and that happened. This thing is cursed as hell! Yeah, so, um... Also, the real-life Goldford Cathedral that is shown in the backdrop of the film, um, 
people have said there's actually had like had trouble for people going there. I mean, like obviously, congregations don't really want to go there since they had photo shoots for it there. Right. But in 2008, an armed man was spotted on the church grounds, and police were called, and helicopters were brought in, and it was a big ordeal. And eventually, the man was shot and killed by authorities on the oh. same cathedral steps that appeared in the movie. <gasps> wow, that's nuts. Yeah. So, that one seems like the most unrelated to the other things, but it's still just in the fact of all of this happening due to one movie is ridiculous. Yeah. And the kid who played um, Damien, he really wasn't in a lot of movies after that. They said Mm -hmm. he went pretty under the radar, and they tried to, like, track him down for an Omen documentary and said that they couldn't. Wow. So he, yeah, and, um... Sam Nile, he's an actor. He played Damien in The Omen 3, and mm-hmm. he refuses to talk about his time spent making the film. <gasps> what? Yeah. So, in 2006, they made a remake to The Omen. It released in June 6th, 666. So, when filming, they said that um, actor Pete Postlewaite's brother died unexpectedly while he was filming, allegedly after he received three sixes in a poker game. He was 62 years old, but still really creepy. Someone who at production is still on board to make these films. Yeah, and one other thing actually happened with the remake that was like, everyone was like, what the F? Mm -hmm. So there were 1,300 feet of film, which included some sort of scene where they find like the devil's birthmark on the sun And all of this footage was mysteriously destroyed somehow when it was in the lab and no one can really understand or explain why. They actually said that the um, guys in the lab were literally in tears because they had worked so hard on trying to, like, produce this filming and footage and stuff. And it was mysteriously all wiped out. And it was, like, when they were literally showing Damien had a 666 tattoo. The devil's like, I literally told you I did not have a birthmark or a tattoo. Take it out of the movie. So it was all destroyed in the 2006 remake. But that's that. And I don't really think they'll be making any more remakes to The Omen. But. Oh, that was in the 2006 remake. Yeah, like, they tried to get some footage. They didn't have a lot of creepy stuff happen. Just um, that guy's brother died. Which, I mean, when you think about it, though... Gregory Peck's son died, so it's kind of creepy, and then, yeah. So, are there three Omen movies and a remake, or an Omen 1, Omen 2, and then a remake? No, there's three Omen original films, Mm -hmm. there's an Omen remake from 2006, and then I think they tried to make a trash Omen TV show, Mm -hmm. and it did horrific. I'm so scared. Isn't that so creepy? And you know what is, like, even creepier to me? Is the fact that the movie is called The Omen. Which, like, basically means, like, the curse. And it's crazy because it's kind of all of these things that happened were an omen for them to stop making these films. And they just ignored it. Right? Like, it's literally like the devil was like, this is your omen. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna give you an omen. (laughs) How you like me now. Literally. So that's The Omen curse. That was a really good one. Oh. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I loved it. I'm so excited to tell mine. Super spooky. 
And a lot of it about it, I mean, it's kind of like, what did they expect when they were making it and making songs for it about hailing Satan, but... Eat the Flash, like... Definitely makes you reconsider if you watch it again. Yeah. Super creeps. Yeesh. All right, guys. We'll be watching it with Grandma this weekend. Yeah, literally. I'll watch it with my grandma. She loves horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you liked it. Stay tuned for my movie. And if you guys want to guess what it is, I'll give you a hint. It's not Poltergeist, but let us know what you guys think. Yeah, let us know what you think. I don't know if you'll guess it, but you can try. We'll see. Thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.